What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the All-American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr, bringing you guys a brand new episode here today. We got the NFC and AFC Championship Game Previews coming up next on the podcast. So as I mentioned today, getting into the NFC and AFC Championship Game Previews, uh, should be exciting this week. I don't know if they can top last week, though. I, I just have to say, I mean, this is a preview episode, not really looking back at last week, but cannot ignore the fact that that was probably the best weekend of football, at least in my opinion, that I have seen in front of my eyes. I mean, that was crap. I was going to say live, but I wasn't there. I watched the games from my house, but it was still absolutely just simply entertainment. Entertainment. All four games came down to one score, three of them come into field goals, and then the one that didn't come down to a field goal as a touchdown was in overtime, and that was probably the best game of the weekend, uh, at least I, I felt, in my opinion, uh, that was Kansas City and Buffalo, which was awesome. Chiefs won in a thriller uh, against the Bills, close game, props to the Bills, though they really had a uh, a great season, great effort in that final game, especially after a crushing defeat last year. Um, but we had, you know, a lot of surprises. I thought Tom Brady made a great effort in his uh, comeback against the LA Rams. Uh, Rams stayed on top, though, just had a big play at the end with Cooper Cup, who just cannot be stopped right now. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We saw uh, San Fran with a major upset over the Green Bay Packers, who seemed to just always choke in the playoffs now. And now, you know, not just Tom Brady's future. We've talked about that, heard a little bit about that, maybe considering retirement. But Aaron Rodgers, his future is a little murky uh, in Green Bay. We'll see. Looks like Rodgers is going to keep playing at football for now, at least. But we don't know in what city uh, after that tough loss. And then the final game uh, we saw, uh, well, it wasn't the final game, but the final game I'll talk about was Cincinnati and Tennessee. That was the first game of the weekend, and it really set the bar for the other ones. That was a another very exciting game to watch. Return of Derrick Henry uh, to his home field at uh, Nissan Stadium. Spoiled by the Bengals, though. They really capitalized on a big Ryan Tannehill interception. Uh, played a very clean game. Cincinnati is probably the hottest team right now in football, but you could really argue any of them. I mean, all four of these teams entering today, uh, that I'm going to talk about are hot. They are on a roll. And no matter who wins this weekend, I think that we are going to get a fantastic Super Bowl matchup. Like none of these matchups, just looking at it, you know, whether it's Kansas City, LA, San Francisco, Cincinnati, none of those matchups would be bad. None of those matchups. Um, I think we're getting a great Super Bowl. And before that, I think we're getting a great variety of uh, of playmakers and uh, coaches and front offices and just everything coming together uh, in this great, great, great NFL season. So we'll start off here, um, and we're actually going to start off in the NFC. Why not? Uh, San Fran versus LA. This was a game we saw a few weeks ago, uh, just like we saw a few weeks ago, Kansas City versus Cincinnati, two rematches uh, this weekend. Uh, This one, a divisional contest between the 49ers and the Rams. This will be in LA. I know there's been a lot of talk about the Rams. They're ticketing because... Last time, and this is going to play a factor, I think, uh, this week as well, but last time these two teams played each other, which was in SoFi Stadium, it was mostly 49ers fans, not a lot of Rams fans there, and that, of course, uh, felt like a home game for San Francisco, even though it wasn't, but the Rams, 
initially started off by only granting tickets to people in uh, who are residents of Los Angeles, which I thought was crazy. I didn't know you could even do that uh, as an organization, but they, they expanded it. So now San Francisco fans can go, and I, I'm sure the 49er faithful will be there loud and present. So I, I really can't say it's like a home field advantage for either team because I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. That is undetermined. Can't really predict um, what fans uh, will show up to the game. What we can predict, though, is the game. Uh, looking at it, I mean, it was a great comeback from 49ers last time they came back uh, down 17 and then ended up 27-24 victory over the Rams. Um, I really, I think it came down in the second half, just out coaching um, and really, you know, San Francisco, San Francisco wore down uh, the LA Rams and they're running. Uh, we saw a great game out of Eli Mitchell, rookie uh, running back. And I, I think the same thing, if if LA can repeat the first half they played last weekend, they should be in a good spot. But you know, on the flip side, if Sam Fran can do what they did in the second half, it should be all good. I, I think if if the 49ers can establish the run earlier, it, uh, you know they'll be in a good they'll be in a good spot. But we got two great, very intelligent young uh, head coaches uh, coming up this weekend with Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, who both coached together in Washington. I think coaching is going to be a big part of it. I think game planning, you know, we'll see it on both sides. It'll be evident. Both coaches really like to get creative um, on both sides of the football. Uh, we'll start off with LA. I'm going to kind of go through this for each matchup, you know, the keys to the game for each team, and then at the end how I see it going. Um, but I think number one priority for the Rams, and I've said this all year, and I think, it, you know, Matthew Stafford has been a great, great quarterback, but just taking care of the football. He has had a very, very bad interception problem um, this year. I, I, you know, harp on it, I think, a little bit more than others. But I really think, you know, when he takes care of the football, even if he doesn't have the best game, he could throw for, you know, barely over 200 yards, maybe even 200, and just no interceptions, and the Rams will still be in a good spot. Like, even if they can't establish the run, okay, San Francisco is going to be a tough run defense. We know that. You know, even if he doesn't have a crazy, crazy passing day, just take care of the football. And the same goes for Cam Akers. He had two very costly fumbles in uh, in last week's game versus the Bucks. I just taking care of the football. You cannot have turnovers uh, with this high stakes of playing here in the NFC Championship game. That has to be priority number one, I think, for LA. You know, no, I, I want them to be creative on offense. Everything. Don't you know? Just. Don't get too, you know, focused on the deep balls and everything, you know, getting, I just keep it simple. Uh, I do want them to scheme Cooper Cup open though. It's the playoffs. You're going to go to your studs. You're not going to switch it up too much and adapt. You're really going to go to your studs, the guys that have been doing it for you all year. Cooper Cup has been that guy for the Rams, been that guy for Stafford, Sean McVay. Take advantage of uh, when the 49ers overcommit on him because Ideally, if the Rams can get out to a hot start, especially with Cooper Cup, um, you know, get him the football early, scheme him open, meaning eventually the 49ers will have to overcommit. And if they don't overcommit, just take advantage of that. Keep going to him because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, it, and it's been that way all year. Uh, it was that way last week. But when they overcommit, take advantage. They have some great other weapons on the outside. We saw Dell play a pretty good game last week. Uh, I really like Van Jefferson. He looked explosive. I know they gave him like a carry last week, and he just looked awesome. Tyler Higby's a good tight end. They have a great uh, variety in their backfield, too. Take advantage of that with a good offensive line. I like that. 
Um, I, I think stopping the run on the defense side of the football is going to be huge. Uh, you know, I know Kittle was hurt for some of the game last time they played, but if they can limit him, uh, you know, do what they did last time, I think that'll be key. But, um, you know, more importantly in, on the defense side of the ball, stopping the run. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in football, in my opinion. You know, we know San Francisco is probably going to double team him at the line. Kyle Shanahan likes to get creative with his blocking, but you got to stop the run first. Um, you, you know, stay high energy the whole game. Um, and, and I, you know, the signing of Eric Well, I've talked about that, how much I actually don't like it. But in a situation like this, I want him to be in the game purely for run stopping. Um, I, I think that would help a lot, especially on the edge. You know, San Francisco, yeah, they're going to run inside, but they like to get creative, go stretches. You know, they have two great tackles in Mike McGlinchey and Trent Williams. And when you bring a safety like Eric Weddle down on a blitz to cut that off on the outside, I think that helps a lot uh, for L.A. And I would say really just simple defensive play calling for Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator. I would not get overcomplicated with it because when they do overcomplicate the plays and, you know, go into zone, try to do too much zone blitzes, whatever. I'm not saying completely avoid those, but when they overcomplicate it and you could see it on the field, I think they just tend to let up big plays, which is exactly what you don't want because San Francisco can burn you with those. They have those playmakers. George Kittle is great after the catch, and he can get open. And Debo Samuel, we've seen it time and time again. Uh, he can burn you. So I would not I would go simple man-to-man coverage. Um, I'd probably throw Ramsey on Samuel most of the time. But when he's in the backfield, I know that'll change a little bit. You know, just man him up. Get ready for it. And I like I like Darius Williams versus Brandon Ayuk. I know Ayuk had a good game last uh, time they played each other. Darius Williams was on the whole time. But even though Darius Williams on the defense side of the ball didn't have a great game last time, I would still stick with it um, if I'm Raheem Morris. I'm, I'm going with that matchup. I like those two matchups on the outside. Um, I, I think in simple man-to-man play calling, that's really what it comes down to on the defensive side. If they can really make Jimmy Garoppolo uncomfortable too, I mean, that's a plus anything really um, in that sense. You know, when you go man-to-man, it's really tough because then Jimmy G is going to be forced to, you know, kind of get the ball in there, capitalize on his mistakes. Garoppolo is, you know, not a great quarterback. I think out of the four quarterbacks that are playing this weekend, he is far and away the worst. And that's not to knock on him because I actually think he's a pretty underrated, you know, decent quarterback. Um, we just don't see it a lot because of the way their offense operates. But um, make him uncomfortable. Cap- he's going to make mistakes, though. Capitalize on them. They have two great corners. Ramsey loves to make plays on the outside. Capitalize on them. Be aggressive going to balls. Um, I, you know, it's the NFC Championship. I, I wouldn't get, you know, too over-aggressive, as I said, but... When the ball's up in the air, you want to get that ball. Um, I, I know that sounds simple, but it's it's such a key thing that they need to do. You know, really just play the ball. Don't play the receiver because I know we've had a lot of, you know, controversial calls over the weekend, PIs and whatnot. And the refs have liked to call PI more than not, even when it's controversial like that. So um, I, I would say that. And once again, no hero ball for Matthew Stafford to play it safe. Um, not too safe, but you know, play it somewhat safe, limit the interceptions. Um, on the San Francisco side, you really, and we saw it last week. I thought it was beautiful. You know, they had an Ayuk, uh, or we saw this in the last time they played each other, not last week, but we had an Ayuk. I, I, I loved it when they, you know, they did the screen 
uh, to Brandon Ayuk, and he just goes, flips it to Samuel. That was a nice design play. We saw Debo with a touchdown pass to Jaquan Jennings. Um, get creative, and especially with Debo Samuel, who played another great game last week. Get creative on offense. Get creative with the blocking. They used Trent Williams last week as a tight end, and it, so here's how it went. So he lined up originally in the in the backfield as a fullback, and then he motions over to the tight end position, and then once the play gets rolling, he's on the left side as a tight end, kind of off the line. He swoops over to the right side and just blocks and bowls over two Packers defenders, and then you have an open lane for Eli Mitchell to run. I think, you know, not I'm not saying do exactly that, but you know what I'm talking about. You know, get those types of creative blocking assignments. I think Kyle Shanahan is by far the best in the NFL when it comes to, you know, opening up the run game, getting creative with, with blocking. It seems like such a simple thing. Just go out there and block for the offensive lineman. No, he knows which gaps to cover, how to do it. I, I love it. And, you know, they, they don't even have the best running backs. That's why every running back in San Francisco is so successful. It's because of the blocking, the way that Kyle Shanahan schemes the run. It's a beautiful thing to watch. If they can do that this week versus an L.A. defense, and especially this front seven, which, you know, has some of the best, Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, list goes on and on. I, I think they'll have a really uh, much easier time succeeding offensively. Um, now and even if they win in the Super Bowl. It's going to be hard to stop. Um, but I think Garoppolo, we talked about this on LA's side, but he will have to, you know, kind of make plays in this game. He's going to have to make some throws that are tough. And, you know, against this Rams defense, it's not going to be that easy. You cannot just run the ball the whole game. Yeah, you can make it easier on Garoppolo, but at some point he will have to make plays. So just... You know, be ready for that. As a quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, he knows that um, last year, you know, it, it happened. And then in the Super Bowl, when they had the chance, you know, he missed that throw to Emmanuel Sanders. He's got to make those type of throws against the Rams defense. Um, but I, I would say, you know, protect him, do whatever, you know, to just put their offense in a position to win. Wear them down just like they did in the second half of last game. Just wear them down with the run. Mix in that play action, that creative, you know, screen or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think this team, honestly, I they are close. If not, I, both teams are great in the trench. You know, this is going to be a battle in the trenches. It's it's tough because I was going to say one or the other, but I really can't pick. It's going to be you know who wins in the trenches, and both teams have great offensive lines and great defensive lines. So I'm really just interested to see how that battle plays out. Um, but yeah, San Francisco in last week too versus the Packers, you know, they were able to limit Devontae Adams somewhat. You know, I know he still had a pretty good game. I think it was nine catches, 90 yards. But he wasn't, you know, if you watch the game, he wasn't going crazy. He wasn't, you know, the number one option. It seemed like every play, like Aaron Rodgers knew where to go. He was shut down somewhat. Um, they limited him. And I think if they could do any any sort of that replicated with Cooper Cup and maybe even do a better job this week, um, I know it's a, a bit different, but Devontae still played out of the slot a little bit last week, especially in the red zone. Cups, you know, going to be in the slot mostly. So I think whatever they can do limiting him is just going to be a positive. I, I think San Francisco, uh, you know, they have a lot to worry about. Same with L.A., um, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be a battle in the trenches mostly. Um, how I see this game going is L.A. with the win. I think if they can... Uh, you know, play a similar game to last week and, you know, replicas, they have a lot of highs and a lot of lows. 
San Francisco doesn't have as much. I think they're more balanced. But I, I really think LA, if they can just make this offense a little bit uncomfortable, throw them a little bit off their game with all their talent that they have on defense and offensively for them, play a smooth game, it'll be fine. I, I think that's how they go. I think they make them a little uncomfortable, play a smooth game offensively for the most part. Um, I think they should come down. And to give you a score prediction, I'll probably go, we'll say, uh, I, it's close. I might go the exact same score. Eh, I'll change it up. I'll go, uh, I'll go 27 23, just one off of the last score uh, last time, but with LA coming out on top. So 27 23, LA with the win. Um, that's my prediction. Uh, next, we have a, another fun game to talk about Kansas City and Cincinnati. Last time was a, uh, a crazy shootout with Cincinnati upsetting the Chiefs 34 uh, 31 on Cincinnati's home turf. I think if Kansas City, like you know, we saw in L.A. and San Francisco, if they can repeat the first half of their last game, should be all set. As far as Cincinnati goes, same thing. Second half, where they really made a lot of big plays. It seemed like you know they started off the second half with a bang. If they can start out the game like that, you know, with a bang, change momentum and just you know get get the guys on their side in their groove cuz this is a very very young team and i keep waiting for them to kind of break and fold and you know they're in the playoffs they're getting deep into it now it's a young team if they can get clicking early get in a rhythm that's all it takes the problem is though you really it's it's tough to find that rhythm especially against Kansas City who's you know got a great offense that'll always come back you score well Kansas City's going to score and you know, Steve Spagnuolo, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, loves to come with pressure. They know that. I think Cincinnati, looking at it on their side, have to be ready for that. They have to expect pressure on Joe Burrow. They can't magically change their offensive line now. Um, th- this is what got them to this point. I know tough week for the offensive line last week. They won, but they let up a million sacks. Uh, have plays ready. Have plays drawn up. I really like they. I remember last time they played each other, they used a very nice screen game with Joe Mixon a few times. And if they can, you know, replicate plays like that, Zach Taylor's a very creative offensive line. Um, their head coach, who I don't think gets enough credit, they can, you know, use use plays like that. I think they should be in a good spot. Um, I really think, you know, uh, we saw it last week. There was a play where P. Ryan uh, dropped Samaj P. Ryan, the running back, dropped the pass, and then it kind of went. Uh, to the ground, got intercepted. I really would, I don't know why they keep doing this. Maybe, you know, it's a mix-in thing, can't take the load. And if so, then whatever. But I would really stress using Joe Mixon over Samaj P. Ryan at all times. I don't want to see Samaj P. Ryan in the game um, if I'm Zach Taylor or a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Um, I would really use Joe Mixon. Um, As far, I mean, you know, as far as defense goes, I'll say, Stopping the run is going to be critical because, you know, you wouldn't think against Kansas City stopping the run is going to be critical. It is uh, because, you know, last time Daryl Williams had a great game. He had like 88 yards, two touchdowns, 15 car- 14 carries, actually, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, they mixed in a little bit of uh, Derek Gore in there, too. And we saw last week against Tennessee, they stopped Derrick Henry. And Deontay Foreman actually 
out uh, out gained Derrick Henry on like um, like I think twelve less carries. It was crazy. But if they can replicate that, stop the run early. I, Kansas City. I don't even know if they're going to try to establish the run the way the passing game's been going. But I think that's going to be an underrated part coming into this game. Um, Cincinnati, you know, their their run defense. Coming into the season wasn't great, slightly improved. It's still not great in my opinion, but you know they've gotten better. And I think for a back like Darrell Williams, they should be able to at least limit him early. And once you do that, you know then you get your, yourself into a shootout, which I actually think is not a bad spot for Cincinnati because otherwise you cannot let Kansas City control the game. That is not what you want to do. Um, but I think they're tackling. I think they're a very good tackling team overall. Uh, we saw it last time versus the Chiefs. It's not going to be easy, but um, they did make some good tackles last time. They have some good tacklers on this team. Keep that good. Keep that going. Um, make plays outside. I, I think both sides of the ball this goes for because you don't want to get into a battle of the trenches uh, with Kansas City. Unlike this San Francisco LA game, this is not going to be a battle of the trenches. This is going to be a battle on the outside. Uh, and if I'm if I'm the Bengals, I'm looking at it like I don't want to get into this. I think Cincinnati or I think Kansas City can overpower us when it comes to offensive and defensive line play. So make plays on the outside of the ball. Uh, let the playmakers make plays on the offensive side. And that um, kind of similar to San Francisco, you know, you have a good quarterback in Joe Burrow, but he's not, you know, super mobile. Um, and, you know, it's not really a knock on him. It's more just you know, let him be the field general, make those, make those throws to those guys, but have your playmakers make plays. We saw it with Jamar uh, Chase last time in the Kansas City game. He made a one-step move and then boom, it was, it was crazy. Like I actually was very surprised at how fast he was. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, if they caught on the left side, made one step, made a guy miss, and then just outran everybody for 72 yards. Uh, we, you know, we saw a few other plays like that, but, um, you know, they have a lot of talent. They have some of the best skill position players in football right now. I think the best combination of young skill players in football right now, um, but let those guys do the work. Um, but I, I think Burrow, you know, unlike Garoppolo can make those tougher throws. So that's an advantage for Cincinnati. Um, I think game, game planning for Travis Kelsey is also going to be big. Uh, we saw him have, you know, not a crazy game, but a pretty good game last time. I would utilize those safeties. They've got two great safeties, Jesse Bates and uh, Von Bell. And I I would, you know, I hate to take it away because then Kansas City can, you know, kind of run in uh, a guy like Tyreek Hill, maybe one-on-one down the field. I would get creative, though. I'd mix it up. You know, maybe on those plays where you know the ball's not going to, you know, a guy like Tyreek Hill or you know it's going to Kelsey or whatever, you know, mix in a Jesse Bates and, and Von Bell in there because that's what's going to work for you defending him. Linebackers aren't going to work. Uh, cornerbacks aren't going to work. The safeties are going to work against Travis Kelsey, um, and I'd have a good mix of them in there. Uh, I remember Jesse Bates made a great play last game. I, it was called for a pass interference, but I really I didn't agree with that call. And that was a very, very light, maybe, uh, tap on the uh, hold on the jersey uh, would maybe give him the call. But he, he's a good coverage guy, and same with Von Bell. Uh, for Kansas City, uh, pressure is going to be huge. It's the number one key. I, I can't harp on it enough. Same thing like L.A. Uh, taking care of the football. Kansas City's biggest key is pressure on Joe Burrow, and I think they are definitely capable of that. 
We saw nine sacks come Burrow's way for the Titans. I think Kansas City is a better pass rush. They have a better uh, defensive coordinator who you know schemes those blitzes well. I think that's going to be big against Cincinnati's old line. Um, and another thing that's going to be you know underrated part is Tyron Matthew getting him healthy. Uh, didn't practice today with his concussion, but Andy Reid is optimistic that he might be able to play um, come Sunday. So we'll see. Uh, I think that's going to be big, though, you know, when they can, you know, kind of drop those blitzes, those safety blitzes, get Tyron Matthew down there uh, for a free path to the quarterback. I think that's going to be big. Um, but I, I would really, on offense, you know, which is where Kansas City really uh, makes the magic happen, get creative. I really like when they get creative in the red zone. Sometimes, you know, if it's like a, if it's a, you know, a third in inches or fourth in inches, you know, then you're maybe not going so creative. But, when it's, you know, first and goal at like the five or and second and goal at like the, you know, the five or the six in the red zone, I love it when they get creative. It works most of the time. Andy Reid's a smart offensive mind alongside Eric Bieniemy and make things happen. You know, you'll see a, a Tyreek Hill flip and, you know, Travis Kelsey throw a pass, something like that, or, you know, have Kelsey line up in the backfield alone. Mahomes, a wide, I don't, just something like it. You know what I mean? We've seen it from the Chiefs before. Um, I, I like when they get creative in the red zone and it throws Cincinnati kind of a young, inexperienced defense off their game a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, and, I, and I said this earlier on Cincinnati's defensive focus, but on the Chiefs' offensive focus, I think if you can kind of mix in and establish the run a little bit early, um, you know, I really wouldn't totally focus on it, you know, as much as, you know, San Francisco does, but you want to kind of establish the run Make it, you know, seem like it's a bit successful, something that Cincinnati and the Bengals have to worry about defending a little bit. I think that really opens up the rest of your offense, especially play-action game. We saw it last time they played each other. They had a nice play-action pass uh, to Travis Kelsey right after, you know, Daryl Williams had a few nice carries. I think that helps a lot. Um, so I, I would <laughs> definitely focus on establishing that, and I would really, you know, like to see Daryl Williams get a bulk of those carries just because he did, um, you know, make it work last time. Uh, as far, you know, we're going a little bit off uh, off the ropes here, but special teams, I think, and then I'll get into defense after, but special teams, Kansas City has an advantage, and, you know, with guys like Hardman and, and Tyreek Hill, we saw them make plays last week. Tyreek Hill had a very nice return. Uh, use that special teams advantage, I, I think, you know, and even their kicking and punting. I think Butker is a great kicker. They have Tommy Townsend, a great punter, you know, pinning them back, stuff like that. But mostly the returners, I really think, you know, that is going to be critical. That is going to be critical. You know, have those blocking assignments ready, uh, get guys going, you know, put an emphasis on special teams play this weekend. Uh, but for defense, I think the cornerbacks, this is just simply just step up the play. Um, for Kansas City, I really I don't know how else to explain it because that was bad voice crack. Uh, excuse me, but um, the cornerbacks have to step up the play because I would normally say you know find another scheme something like that. It's this far in the playoffs; these guys just simply have to perform better. Um, you know, even against Tampa Bay last week, they didn't even have their best guys. They really had Mike Evans, nobody else. You have to get them to make plays. And, you know, just it's going to be tough because you're going against uh, three really very talented receivers in Cincinnati and Boyd, Higgins, and Chase. Um, but just, 
You know, mix mix up the guys, whatever you got to do. Uh, mix up the matchups and assignments. I don't know. If I'm Steve Spagnuolo, I'm really I'm, I'm calling a lot of blitzes so you don't have to see a lot of the corners. But, I, you know, those guys have just simply got to play better. Um, can't put it any other way. Uh, whatever you got to do on the defense side of the football to maybe at least, you know, patch up those uh, those mistakes on the outside. And then you have something to worry about in the offseason. Uh, but limiting the big plays, too, I, I think – you know, they didn't play horrible defense when you look back on it against Cincinnati. It was kind of just a few big plays that threw them off their rhythm. You know, despite the score, I know Cincinnati scored 34 points, but when you look back on it, it wasn't a horrible defensive performance, especially in the beginning. I think, you know, if they kind of play a little conservative, get back there, that's another way to, you know, maybe uh, make the corners not as, you know, pressed up and and get burnt down the field. If you play a little more conservative, you know, focus on, you know, not letting Joe Burrow really, um, you know, find an open guy. I, th- I think it'll work. I think it'll work for Kansas City um, defensively. Uh, how I see this game going, you know, Cincinnati, I, I think, you know, they're hot. But as I said, it's a young, inexperienced team going against the Chiefs who are rolling right now. I know Cincinnati is too, but Chiefs got such a big victory over Buffalo in a close game. They know how they can beat other teams. Uh, I I really think, I, I just can't see this game going the Bengals' way, even though they won last time. Uh, I feel like if they don't have, you know, some of those big plays last time, and that's not to knock on them, but I just feel like a few of them, you know, aren't going to happen this week. Like there was one I remember Tyreek Hill had the ball in his hands, about five seconds. Vaughn Bellman, a great last-second diving effort to knock the ball out. You know, if Jamar Chase doesn't have that step in that score, I really, you know, this game is going to be a blowout for Kansas City then. Um, but I, and also Kansas City can beat you in so many ways. You know, they can easily, um, I think, you know, control this game by establishing the run, going to their playmakers on offense. When it comes down to it, I trust the Chiefs more than the Bengals. And I, I like the talent more on the Chiefs side of the field. They're also at home. Cincinnati playing an arrowhead. I don't know how I feel about that. Might throw them off their game a little bit. Uh, but I trust the Chiefs to get the win a little bit more. I'm going to say it's going to be a 31... Uh, you know, I'll go close though. I'll go 31-27 is the final in this one. Uh, Kansas City with the victory. So then... If that, uh, if my predictions are correct, we have a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl um, coming up after that. We'll get to that next time. Uh, for now, I'm Chris Carr on the podcast. It's been a great episode. Thank you guys if you stuck with me the whole way. Thank you for listening, um, and I will see you guys next week to talk about this exciting, these exciting matchups. So, peace.